Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. I am regularly stunned by the incredible musical talent to be found in my backyard. And in the case of today's Song of the Soul guest, that backyard is 90 miles away in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Our guest is Lena Elizabeth, and if you don't fall in love with her music, then I'd suggest that you have your hearing and your heart checked. For on her baritone ukulele, and with the gift of an amazing voice and magical lyrics, Lena transports the listeners. She bears her soul and vulnerabilities, singing of the many ways she's been challenged by depression, crippling anxiety, and an eating disorder, and has channeled healing through song. While clearly growing from folk music-infused ground, she has a blues-rooted voice. Get ready to get carried heartward as Lena Elizabeth joins us from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Lena, thank you so very much for joining me today for Song of the Soul. Thanks for having me. You have a special place in my constellation because your name is Lena. I have a granddaughter. Hers is spelled L-I-N-A, but as I tell her, she's my dearly beloved granddaughter. So now you are my dearly beloved music friend from the Twin <laughs> Cities. <laughs> well, thank you. It's a good name. I love, She's got a good name. <laughs> she got hers from, I think it was her great-grandmother on her mother's side. Where did you get Lena? I think I got Lena from my mom's. One of her favorite cousins. And let's just guess Scandinavian. Yes. <laughs> yes, very Norwegian on, on both sides of my family. I'm a mix of a lot of things, but a lot of Norwegian. <laughs> well, what are the other influences? I'm, And part of the reason I ask this is your music is so earthy. It has that blues tinge frequently. You know, you've got folk influences, but you've got this bluesy such, and I almost think that you could be a person of color sometimes singing the blues so beautifully. So what are the other influences? Scottish, English, French. There's a lot, but mostly just European. Where did you get your bluesy influences? Well, I grew up with a very musical family. My dad played music when I was growing up. He was in a few bands and was also a songwriter. I grew up with a lot of different kinds of music around. I also listened to a lot of gospel music growing up and... Yeah, I don't know. Something about the blues and gospel music really was influential for me. I also went through a big kind of jazz standards phase and listened to a lot of Ella Fitzgerald and then kind of went into the Etta James, which kind of went into the more bluesy side of things. But yeah, all those artists were very influential to me and that's kind of where I think it comes from. But also just growing up around all different types of music all the time. My parents listened to a lot of, you know, folk music. So my mom listened to a lot of Joni Mitchell and Simon and Garfunkel and kind of things like that, where I think I get more of the folk storytelling side of things. But yeah, I think that more of the blues soul stuff comes from all the jazz and blues and gospel music as well. Well, and the way that I learned about you, heard about you is through, I guess now our mutual friend, Sarah Morris. 
you did the toilet tune with her for November of 2018. And the song that you chose, you already mentioned, Simon and Garfunkel, Bye Bye Love. Mm-hmm, by the Everly Brothers, yep. Yeah, Everly Brothers and then Simon and Garfunkel. The second album I ever bought, and they were LPs in my day, was Bridge Over Troubled Water, which has Bye Bye Love on it. Oh, okay. In the toilet tune with Sarah, you mentioned this is actually a happy song, not a sad song. Is that because you've been happy to get rid of relationships? or oh. what, <laughs> what made it happen? Is it actually a minor key you're singing in? I mostly thought that the Everly Brothers, the way that they do it, it makes it sound too happy because the lyrics are so, so brutally sad. So I decided to just change it into the mood that I actually thought that the lyrics conveyed. That's why I changed it to a minor key because it's just it, it's brutal if you listen to the lyrics. So <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> the way the Everly Brothers do it, it's just very like dun, dun, dun. it's just it's a little too too happy. They gotta bring the blues in there. <laughs> Well, you did a good job of you and Sarah. I mean, Sarah is awesome, and and the two of you together did some wonderful vocals. Do you normally sing with women? Do you get to do harmonies with women besides yourself? Yeah, no, I. but honestly, I grew up with a lot of men in my life, and just I have a lot of cousins who I sing with who are also, but like a lot of male harmonies, and I have three guys in my group. So yeah, I don't get the chance to sing with a lot of female harmonies, so it was really fun to sing with Sarah, and I'm hoping to do some more music with female harmony soon well why don't we dive into your song of the soul right away which of the songs would you care to share first do you want to start out with nobody wants you depends if you want to start out with it. i would love to, i would love to start out with nobody wants you well and and here you get into real blues and it starts out kind of blue tinged and it's this low key kind of and you play a bass what's it called a uke baritone ukulele and is that because your voice can do the lower ranges? Why baritone versus the I, the unicorn? I don't know, whatever it's <laughs> called. So there's kind of like three different kinds of ukuleles. So there's the soprano, which is the most popular ukulele that people play. And then there's the tenor ukulele. And I play the lowest form of, or I guess there is actually a bass ukulele as well. But the lowest kind of regular ukulele is the baritone ukulele. And it's actually just the four highest strings on a guitar. So it's easily translatable to other instruments, but it's still got that little more earthiness. It's then the kind of like higher, almost sometimes toy-like sound of this, uh, the soprano uke, which I don't know if, if everybody would appreciate that, but I think it kind of <laughs> sounds a little bit toy-like sometimes. So I, I like the, but I like the openness of the baritone sound, and but it's still got a little more of a deeper quality. Well. Get ready to go deep, folks. This is with <laughs> Lena Elizabeth, her song, Nobody Wants You. Baby, how long you been coming here? Here's his whispers in my ear. Hey, little lady. Are you all alone? Why won't you let me take you home? Nobody wants you in their business And nobody wants to know your kind Kindly take your hands off of my business Go back Get off of mine 
watches me walking from blocks away Said he'd make me breakfast if I come in and stay Yeah, pretty baby, give us a smile Looks like your legs go on for miles and no lucky enough to be at the CD release party for Lena Elizabeth back November, end of November 2018. You've already been listening, I'm sure, to Nobody Wants You, one of the wonderful tracks on that recording. As you said, you're playing baritone uke is your standard. And is that because you have this tendency to go towards the blues? My son played guitar first and then got a uke because it was portable in a way that the guitar wasn't. Did you start with uke or did you start with guitar or something? And why uke? I did start out on the baritone ukulele. I did play guitar for a while in high school, but I kept coming back to the baritone just because I just really liked the openness of the sound and how I could kind of finish chords with my voice in a different way. But yeah, it's definitely more portable than any other instrument I've ever played. So that has made traveling with it a lot easier. It's just a, such a fun instrument. So I've stuck with it. <laughs> I was wondering why you decided to include Nobody Wants You as part of your Song of the Soul. When I listened to it, I, I had the feeling like this is a song. This could be somewhat anthemic for the Me Too movement. Women say no, they mean no. Where does this song come from for you, and why is it part of your song in the soul? I chose this one because it's one of the songs that I think 
I am most proud of. I'm proud of all the songs on my new album, but this one, I think I got to say exactly what I wanted to say about the situations that I've gone through as a woman in our society. And when you're in those actual situations where you feel so uncomfortable, you don't get to say the things that you want to say exactly the way you want to say them because there's a lot of fear involved, there's a lot of anger involved, and that kind of mixes up your emotions. And, you you know, I always had that feeling of, like, I wish I had done this. I wish I had said this. I wish I had... So I feel like I took this song and put kind of all that anxiety and anger and all those things that I was feeling in those situations and really got to say exactly what I wanted to. That's why I'm pretty proud of it. You know, just talking to you, Lena, I would say that you're a happy, bright person. So when yes, you talk, I am. Of, <laughs> but when you when you I talk, hope so. but when you talk about anger that you're releasing. You know, the saying that, you know, when you turn anger outward, people experience that way. When you turn it inward, it's depression. And I understand you've had issues with depression. So have you unfortunately kept too much anger in over the years and been too bright? I think, you know, people who have gone through depression or know how to keep things inside are really good at smiling on the outside and not necessarily telling people what's actually going on on the inside. And I think over the years, I have learned how to express myself in a healthy way and to actually ask for help when you need it and tell people how I'm actually feeling. And I think that that has become really powerful and something that I try to use in my music as well. It's definitely my first and foremost way of communicating how and kind of it's almost like a therapy for myself to express how I've been feeling and get it out and not have it sit inside. I think that that has been a huge self-therapy writing music. I've seen it help other people. Other songwriters say that that's the way that they deal with their depression or different traumatic situations. Just to write about it and really get it out there and sing it out is just so, so therapeutic. Why don't we do some more therapy and have you share another song? Sounds good. (laughs) How much do I have to pay an hour, by the way, for this therapy? I just... (laughs) (laughs) My wife is a psychotherapist, by the way, so oh okay, uh, so I know what she ends up charging per hour, and i I can't afford it <laughs> so what would you care to share? I guess the next one I could do is dementia. You're far too young what is your age i'm twenty five <laughs> I don't ask people how old are you because I think that's prejudicial. That's why I just say, "What's your age?" What's your age? I like that, yeah. <laughs> So your experience of dementia is probably not personal. That is to say not yourself, but there's relatives all around and there's friends. And so what's your experience with it? This song was inspired by watching my grandfather go through dementia. And he passed away last summer. But he had been going through the stages of dementia for probably about five or six years, I'd say. It was just kind of watching him slowly fade that inspired this song. And how did it affect you? Was this a grandfather you were close to? Yes. My grandparents on my dad's side, they were a huge part of raising me, and I spent a lot of time at their house growing up, so they're very close to me. It's such a sad thing to watch a person disappear that you've known and loved all your life. And there's one line in there that when you say it, I have a feeling that you actually heard it come out of his mouth. It's when you say, don't get close to me. You say that with such emotion when in the course of the song. I figure you heard those exact words. 
You know what? I actually, I didn't take that from my experience with my grandfather, but I did. His mother also went through a pretty severe case of Alzheimer's. There was an experience that my aunt had actually going to visit her. It was very similar to that. So I did take that anger, that just that fear where it's like these people who are acting like they're someone that you know so intimately and you can't figure out who they are. And she unfortunately went to a more of an angry place in her dementia. So that part of that song is really inspired from that. The song, folks, is Dementia. It's by Lena Elizabeth here with us today for Song of the Soul, Dementia. I don't find you sincerely Woken up all you speak too much I Dead night I feel I'm tired I find you to be Love's on me, love's on me close to me.
from a dream I'm awaking Guarded mind in my body shaking Overnight I realize I find you to me Kindness on me Memory did hide from me My mind did lie to me Lena Elizabeth's release back November 2018. The album's called Get It Right, and that song, Dementia, was one of the very powerful songs. I actually, I don't know of a song you do that's not powerful. Can you think of a song that's not powerful that you do? You know, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, thank you so much for saying that. I try to convey some kind of strong emotion pretty much for all my songs. That's the goal. (laughs) I think the hardest part was to watch the situations where you could just tell that there was so much anxiety going on because they knew that they should know who you are and he just couldn't place it. Because I've struggled with a lot of anxiety myself. I just remember looking at him once and just being able to go, I've felt that before. You know, he'd get anxious about not understanding something or not and you'd get so frustrated, and you could tell that. But that anxiety, I, I felt like I could at least relate to that. I totally did not understand losing my memories or anything, but I did know the feeling of an anxiety attack, of, of feeling like you're losing yourself, kind of. I felt like I tried in this song to use my own experiences with anxiety or being in an anxiety attack of some kind and relating it to what it's like to lose your memories in your mind and the people who you love in your life and not being able to recognize them anymore. Given that you're only 25, and I say that because I'm 64, and Mm -hmm. it looks like a long ways ago to me, how much experience did you have? When did your anxiety and or depression hit you and enter into your life? And when did your grandfather die? Or when did your grandfather's dementia set in? I mean, I've struggled with anxiety since I was very, very young, just kind of having anxiety attacks and things like that. I'd say probably starting around 10. That's kind of just been a constant struggle. It's been something that I've actively been working on and has just gotten better over time. But I definitely, you know, it goes in waves. But yeah, my grandfather, there's such a long, slow decline. And the thing is, he had a couple very minor strokes that kind of made things go kind of faster. But yeah, I feel like it was over around 10 years that he slowly was losing his memories. So it was slow, but which is, it's hard either way, but I feel like that can be, it's hard to know what's, what's worse. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Before we have you introduce another song, have you think about that, but I want to remind our listeners that you are tuned in to Song of the Soul. NorthernSpiritRadio.org is our website, and you can listen to all the programs associated with Northern Spirit Radio. And in addition to Song of the Soul and Spirit in Action, we host programs from several other people who are in line with the Northern Spirit Radio mission. So go to NorthernSpiritRadio.org, look at all those programs. You can find our links to our guests, like when you want to go to Lena Elizabeth. If you don't know how to spell Lena, go via the website, L-E-N-A. Elizabeth.com. It's on NorthernSpiritRadio.org and the stations where we're broadcast across the country and all of our programs since 2005 are there. There's a comment button and I want to get a sacred oath from you, Lena, that you'll post a comment, at least one comment on my website after the interview, either on my interview with you or other folks. Will you do that, Lena? 
Yes, I will. Absolutely. Okay. Now everybody heard you, so you just... (laughs) (laughs) And can go find it. (laughs) But I hope you'll post comments about this as you listen, folks. And also there's a donate button. This is full-time work, and it's supported by listener donations, not by corporations and not by the government. It's because you want to make sure it continues. So please click donate when you come. Even more importantly, support your local community radio stations. There's Places like KFAI in the Twin Cities, where Lena Elizabeth is located. KFAI has been doing great programming for so long. So many wonderful folks, including the Women Folk Show that you can listen to there regularly. But there's stations all over the country, including the some 38 stations that carry our programs from Northern Spirit Radio that do such wonderful work of getting out the word and sharing the riches that you will not get on more mainline stations. So please start by supporting them and then help out Northern Spirit Radio if you can. But what you really want to do is go and get Lena Elizabeth's new release. It's called Get It Right, just from last November, and you can get it via lenaelizabeth.com. And to get you more motivated to do that, let's share another song right away, Lena. What should we do? How about we do the title track, Get It Right? This one has more of a R&B feel to it, rhythm and blues, and the clapping, I think, maybe does that. It also maybe gives me a, a feel a little bit of being with the choir. I don't suppose, with all your Norwegian ancestry, that you grew up in a Lutheran church. That's a wild guess. I did not grow up in a Lutheran church. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> Southern Baptist, maybe? <laughs> I did grow up in kind of a Baptist church. Calvary Baptist Church was kind of my main church growing up, so... More of a gospel feel for the music there, anyway. Ah, uh, that is a Definitely key piece that I was looking for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was actually thinking that because Lutherans are not known for their rhythm and blues, right? No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> so Calvary Baptist was where you grew up, and mm-hmm. have you gone elsewhere along the pathway there? Are you still connected with them, or maybe you're still in the choir? For all I know. No, I'm not. But one of my best friends growing up. And my cousins and stuff, all pretty much all the kids that I grew up with all went to that church. So I still have family connections there and just people that I grew up with. But it's also close to where I live. But still good, solid connections there and lots of family. Well, the song we're going to listen to in a moment is Get It Right. My sense is it's about uh, dealing with jealousy, but I could be hearing you wrong. What's your sense of what it's about? This song, and a lot of people say that, a lot of people think that it sounds like I'm talking to someone else or talking to someone that I have a kind of toxic friendship or something like that. And I think that though the song was also inspired by that, I think it's a lot of me talking to the negative voice within myself and kind of telling that voice to calm the feeling down because if I want to get things right and accept myself for who I am, I need to let that voice go, let that negative self-hate and all those kind of things out of my life. Is that what the getting it right is? Is it that you're not accepting yourself? Yeah, this song is definitely, I put this in the middle of the record because I think it's really a huge moment where I've been battling with, in the beginning of the record, I kind of am talking about other relationships and not really focusing on my own relationship with myself, which is obviously affecting my friendships and affecting my romantic relationships, affecting my relationships with my family. I think that the only way that you can really love 
other people and accept other people for who they are is once you love and accept yourself. That's really what this song is all about. And the song is Get It Right, title track of Lena Elizabeth's November 2018 release. Here it is, Get It Right. Come the feeling down, wanna get it, get it right. Come the feeling down, wanna get it, get it right. What do you want me to say? I know that I've been away. Size me up, it's fine. Your time to waste my mind. Jealous is for a fool, and it don't look good on you. I'll be gone I'm out of sight. Cause girl, I ain't looking for a fight. I know you wanna break me.
Lena Elizabeth is here today with us for Song of the Soul. That was title track of her November 2018 release, Get It Right, uh, about self-accepting, getting to that place. Now, we already mentioned you grew up Calvary Baptist is part of your influence. I grew up Catholic, by the way. And people tend to think that people who grow up Catholic have some certain amount of guilt or something they grow up with. I didn't actually experience it that way. I, but, of course, I think I'm a mental aberration in the world. <laughs> but the idea of original sin, you're somehow impure within, a particular sex is impure, is part of a lot of Christian religion and I think actually other religions of the world, too. Are there religious, spiritual aspects of not accepting yourself that are part of your history, or is this just part of being a female in a objectified United States? Or do you have any sense of where this comes from? I would say there's a lot of different aspects of of kind of things that I've struggled with and being able to accept who I am. I think that this constant striving for perfection in our society is has been really toxic for me and I know for a lot of other women just this feeling of not being good enough you know and there's always going to be somebody who is better than you but there's always this negative competition and pressure to be this intangible perfect thing and it's I think that that was just really toxic and I think that that has been a something that I I struggle with, I think that young girls struggle with seeing what women are supposed to look like in a magazine and or who we're supposed to love and how we're supposed to do things. And that can just be really toxic. Our society is not, it can be pretty brutal. So I think just really fully accepting yourself for who you are and all your flaws and everything is a really radical thing and something that is totally necessary to get to really be able to love yourself and love the people around you. And I assume that was part of the eating disorder issue you had. It's got to be perfect body in whatever the society says is perfection that way. Yeah, I think it's just a lot of just, I did a lot of beating myself up for not looking a certain way. Now that I'm kind of on the other side of that, I I don't know where that that voice comes from. I mean, I do just because of... And I had so many people who, when they found out that that was part of my life and that was something that I struggled with, they were like, well, why? You know, like you're, you know, of course, your friends and family are like, you're beautiful. Why would you ever think? And I think that that is for so many people. It's just the, the people that you love and who are around you and support you, they don't understand how you could not see the beauty that they see and and the thing is you just you don't see it when you're that deep and that negative voice can be so much louder than everyone else I think that it was a huge step for me to realize how toxic things were getting and ask for help that was definitely where this song was so important for me to write and felt so freeing and it's also why I wanted other people to be involved in this song. I had my cousin Charlie who sang on this song as well and I I wanted that kind of choir feel because I know that there are so many other people who need that kind it's kind of like the anthem of the album and it's kind of I wanted it to have that definitely that anthem feel where just to come out of the negative and into the light kind of feel. By the way, I think I need to connect you up with, if you haven't heard yet, uh, the music of Mindy Dillard. She has a song called Lunchroom Royalty, 
which has to deal with some of the, what you were just talking about, and I think you'll really enjoy it. I'll have to connect you up with her. But in the meantime, we should go on to some more music from Lena Elizabeth. What's next? Uh, how about Wasted? How about Wasted? Is this a thing that you like to do or that people around you do? or what? Well, this, yeah, this song is really about I grew up with a person in my life who struggled with alcoholism and addiction. This song is more about being on the outside of that and watching someone who's close to you just kind of tear their life apart. <laughs> Does it have a happy ending? The song ends with an entreaty, but what I found from my own experience with both my mother and father and actually a number of siblings, alcoholism is not an easy thing to change the trajectory of. Yeah, it's definitely a constant battle, and I think that for anyone struggling with an addiction, and I think that I can also relate having had an eating disorder, which can be put in that same realm as an addiction, you have to be the one to make the decision to change. So I think that it's a constant battle, but it's something that the person in my life who I'm talking about in this song is, you know, battles with and at this point is working on, which is a wonderful thing to see. And that's why Lena Elizabeth wrote the song Wasted from her new release, Get It Right.
Dean Elizabeth is with us here today for Song of the Soul. Wasted was that song. As you heard, folks, that wonderful upright bass lead in. And, you know, Lena, you're, you're sometimes transitioning in that song between somewhat bluesy to hard rock to total bluesy, sultry. You've got a lot packed in that song as well as I think it's some of the frustration, the Sometimes it feels like hopelessness dealing with a person whose addictions have got mastery of them in your life. Where are you with that now? Or have you come to terms with it? Al-Anon is a great group to help deal with alcoholism in your environment. Definitely. This song was something, it was another song that was very therapeutic to write, to say exactly what I wanted to say. This is something I'm sure you can relate to as well. When you're dealing with somebody who's an addict or, you know, dealing with alcoholism, there's a feeling of hopelessness. And also I felt this weird feeling of responsibility that was so frustrating because the only way that they're going to change is when they see the problem, when they see what they're doing to themselves. So I think there's this weird feeling as a family member that like, why don't you see this? And, you know, feeling like you're failing them because, they're not seeing it for themselves. So, yeah, I think that that was a huge... When I remember writing that lyric, feels like we failed you, and just feeling such a release of like, yes, that is exactly that is exactly what I wanted to say. And now you said it. <laughs> I said it, and I got really angry while doing it. I remember recording this song, and we did... The vocal take is almost one full take, because I remember it was probably like the second or third take... And I just put everything into it. I just, like, tried to bring all of the emotion, and I finished, and I was like, if you guys need to fix anything, you're going to have to figure it out on that vocal track because that is the one. Like, I'm not going to be able to bring that kind of emotion again. It was just, I was so drained. (laughs) But that is exactly what I wanted to bring was that kind of consistent emotion throughout the whole song. Well, you did it quite well. And let's do it on another track as well. A different emotion, though, I'm betting on this next one. Yes. What do you want to share? I was thinking about doing always. Ah, okay. My guess was right. I... Your guess was right. <laughs> and I'm just getting to know you. I mean, other than having seen you on Sarah Morris's Toilet Tunes, I didn't know you before I reached out to you. This song, I guessed, was a song you wrote either for your wedding or for someone else's, or maybe it was just the engagement party. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> How bad was I in guessing? No, you're perfect. You're right on. I wrote this for my wedding. I got married last October. I wrote this uh, in preparations for writing my vows, and this is what came out. How wonderful. I noticed, by the way, you've got Always on the CD, but you also have one called Evermore. Did you write two songs for your wedding? <laughs> no, no, no. Evermore, is, it is about writer's block. That's a whole different story, but... <laughs> A whole different love and struggle. <laughs> and I noticed, by the way, on this song, instead of a lot of other instrumentation, it's really basically your beautiful voice, your beautiful the emotions that you pour through your voice, and it's you picking, I think, on the uke. You didn't put a lot of other stuff. Did you actually perform this as part of the ceremony? I had thought about performing this, but I ended up I didn't want to, like, cry a bunch at my wedding, like, <laughs> while I was doing it. So I was like, I'm already going to cry when I'm, like, reading my vows. So we actually ended up using the recording for our first dance. 
so we still had it incorporated in the in the wedding but yeah i didn't have to perform it thankfully <laughs> Well, folks, get ready to have your heartstrings plucked really well by Lena Elizabeth, always. Oh, all of the times that you were nervous Cause I was sure you were it You were my forever end of time Oh my, always Always Through the highs and lows In your arms I'm home In my eyes it shows No matter where your headline goes You are my forever and all time All mine always Always As we say love song by lena elizabeth here today for song of the soul always is one of the tracks on get it right and she certainly got that one right (laughs) i think we'll all agree and your husband what did he sing to you you know he does sing but he doesn't do it for the public so uh (laughs) but yeah no he didn't he he does also write music as well but he's not a performer Unfortunately, the end of our time is looming very close. We need one more song, please. What can we share to go out for Song of the Soul? All right. The last one will be Go On Home. Oh, how appropriate. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about this song. Where does it come from? What's it about? So this song was inspired by my grandfather's passing. It's a song I wrote before his funeral. 
And by the way, just so you know that even though we're 40 years apart in age and everything for my wedding with my wife, we wrote a song together about our name, Helps Meet, which we took when we got married. We created a new name for us. That's so cool. <laughs> and then my dad, the day before he died, I wrote him a song and drove down to Oconomowoc where he's dying at home and sang it to him. It's when his last conscious memory was me singing a song by his name, Francis. That's great. And you got to That's do this. For you. Did your grandfather get to hear this? He did not get to hear this song. It was definitely more of a me processing his death afterward is when I wrote it. Well, Lena Elizabeth is saying goodbye to her grandfather with the next song, Gone Home. But in the meantime, I'm just so happy to have met you, Lena, virtually. She's over in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Her website is lenaelizabeth.com. Any questions on spelling, come via northernspiritradio.org. We've got all those links. Thank you so very, very much for putting your heart, your growth, your insights, your full range of feelings into all this music, and for blessing us today by a visit to Song of the Soul. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. We end with Lena Elizabeth going home. Thank you so much for joining us today, and thanks to Andrew Jansen for production assistance on today's program. Go on home, Lena Elizabeth.
The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helpsmeet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helpsmeet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.